We agree. <laughs> we we uh, know those twins are miracles, so we totally agree. Ah, well, I don't feel like I have real long today, um, real long to sh I mean, I don't have a real long message, so you can all breathe sigh of relief. <coughs> but there is, isn't it amazing, though, all the testimonies, all of the things that are coming? This is the Holy Spirit moving. I, I do want to say I thought the wedding was absolutely incredible, that the sun came out. I saw Brittany and Gabe and Zach and Brandy and all of them, tons of people working, and it was just, it's just beautiful. It's just it's just beautiful, and then, of course, Kirsten coming down the aisle, and I thought personally that they were beautiful bridesmaids. I mean, I just was like, golly, they're gorgeous. I happen to know a few of them, and then uh, I thought that the uh, groomsmen were very, very good-looking, and the ushers, and I'm just, I don't know. It was just kind of an awe day, you know, kind of a princess day there. So anyway, I'm thankful, and... Uh, just blessed father we thank you for this beautiful beautiful family and lord that we're growing and lord we're going to have more and more who find you lord and they may not be in this building yet but we're going to be that so they will be not just in this building but in your life lord and i thank you amen i'm not trying to get people here that is that was not what i was praying <laughs> okay i um want to share something you know I have quandaries and talks with the Lord about life and so I'm going to share something that has just um I I knew the Lord when I was a teeny little kid I don't know ever not knowing him his presence has always been with me I I would just have to say that and so saying all that I always had a sense of loving people and, and I just am going to tell you that was just a gift, but I always did. I always liked smiling at people. I always liked making people happy. And I always wanted joy. I wanted joy in people around. And then life happened. And you all maybe can, uh, can relate to this, but life happened, and people aren't always that way. And so you get disillusioned and shocked at times with situations and people and I thought of the Garden of Eden and um, I thought of uh, Cain and Abel here they had perfect parents and then sin came and that's the issue sins the issue sin came and now their two oldest boys kill each other one kills the other yeah I mean come on talk about disillusionment you're just going oh we were with a God of love, and, and he loves us, and why? And so if I've ever had any battle in my life, it's when there's fighting and lack of love. You know, I, I just am going to say that. So saying that, the devil's a big liar. It was a big lie that got us in trouble, right? In the garden, big lie. We believed the stupid lie, and now we don't. And he's a stupid liar, and we don't believe him, okay? That's what Tony was saying. So I just felt like the Lord was speaking this word to me, and I believe it's a word. He gives me words every year for the next year, and I believe that he's given me this word, and so I just want to read it to you. Um, Teresa, you've been baffled at the lies that have brought destruction, war, and division, and death. And we can s say over the whole world, but 
in, in any place, anywhere. You've wondered how to undo them. Now, if you're a person like me, you want to fix it. You want, I mean, I wouldn't be a pastor in a church if I didn't want things healed, if I didn't want people working things out. I mean, I love when brethren dwell together in unity. I love when all the churches come together. I love that. I don't believe that doctrine should divide us ever. I believe that we should love in Jesus. So saying all that, you've wondered how to undo them or refute them or redeem them. I'm 67 years old, and I haven't figured it out. Seriously, you know, when someone gets a divorce or someone's fighting or there's something that happens, I'm broken. I'm not, no, no, this can't be. Why? Why is this happening? Lord, no. And he spoke this to me. I actually believe there are seasons where the enemy kind of gets an upper hand. And then a season comes where God says enough is enough. And he's looking for a people, us that we'll pray and call his name, and that we'll see enough is enough in this nation. Enough is enough. No more hatred. No more. Okay, so you've wondered how to undo them or refute them or redeem them. You have entered a season of lies being rendered ineffective, exposed, destroyed, and deposed of. Great arrows of truth will lit, rid the land of these snakes. And a fiery oven is being heated up seven times hotter to forever remove their effects from lives, governments, and families in our nation and in our lives. A great flood of healing waters of truth will heal and restore. I believe that's the next 10 years. Restoration season is about to begin. I believe as the lies become evident and broken, we're going to see such restoration. I mean, we're hearing testimonies already, but we're going to see restoration of what needed to be made right. Restoration. That's different than just something stopping. Restoration is redemption. Can you imagine redemption over 50, 60 million aborted babies? Whoa. That's a whoa. Come on. That's a wow. Okay. Sorry. The Lord had given me this word for a long time over, over things even in Owen County, and it's Psalm 21, and we are entering 2021. Your hand will find all your enemies. This is talking about God. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven in the time of your anger. I believe we're coming into this year. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants, the seeds of lies, the snakes of evil from the earth and their offspring from among the sons of men. Though they planned evil against you and always it's against God. Always it's against his love and his care. Though they advise great lying schemes, they will not succeed. I'm speaking it. They will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim your arrows at their faces. And I believe we have to be strong in that too. With your bow. Be exalted, O God, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Ex establish your kingdom here. Sheep nation, here. 
kingdom on earth. Now, I believe the Lord gave that to me. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No voice, no lie will succeed. This is your heritage. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So here's a scripture that he's just been given to me. I wrote it up on my wall uh, on this plat thing, plaque thing. I will answer before they even call to me. While they're talking about their needs, I'll go ahead and answer them. This is the kingdom of God. This is the mountain of the Lord because he cares for his children. So this is the need, and this is what I'm going to talk about this morning. I, I wanted to give that word because I just felt like the Lord was saying give that at this season. But this is the need, and I believe this is what he wants to do. I honestly believe some of that was happening here, but I felt the Lord said fresh wind. I felt like he said, my people need a fresh wind. I'm not talking about a la-la wind. I'm talking about a strengthening wind. I'm talking about a hope wind. Walking this life, loving God, loving people, and seeing the kingdom is a press. It's a race. It's a journey. And I'm just going to tell you, these are scriptures too, with many pitfalls, with many trials, with many tribulations, and even persecutions. So don't say why. Just say, how do I get through it? Okay? So we're on this journey. We're on this run. And I had, I had watched this movie uh, yesterday, Ron and I had, and now I remember it. High pitch. High. High strung. High strung. See? See? I was telling everybody the title of it, and it was not quite that. <clears throat> I don't even remember what it was. But anyway, it, it's, a, it's a movie about pressing forward, and there was a dancer, and, and um, they had coaches and things like that. But one of the words in this movie spoke to me about where we are and where I am and where we're going. And this, it was a ballerina, and they were doing this beautiful ballet thing, but it wasn't perfect. And so they got defeated. They were getting defeated because they were getting in trouble because they couldn't do it just perfectly. And so then the instructor helps them like a father, helps them, and all of a sudden they do it perfectly. And then the father says to this one who's in the race, now let go of that, you've conquered it, and look forward, there'll always be a new step. And I went, oh, you know, that's why you've got to get healed. That's why that the old things have to get healed or you can't go forward with the fresh wind. If the old things are still hanging on you, you're going to keep looking back all the time. And when I heard that word, I went, that's where I'm at. I feel that I've been healed of, of, of things and, and, and I, I, I've, I've, uh, overcome and let go let go is a big one let go let go let go and I've and I've let go of things that have held on to me any kind of unforgiveness is just one terrible drag okay anything though I've let go and I've conquered I finished the step and I heard the Lord saying but you're in a race race get your eyes forward because you have the next step to get and then I knew we needed a fresh win. 
that God wanted to visit us with a strengthening, fresh wind to make your next step in this journey. We're not in the same place, you guys. We need a fresh wind. Now, honestly, I feel like, obviously, all these testimonies that God is, is working on giving us a fresh wind. Seek first the kingdom of God, and God will take care of the rest. Everyone needs a rest. God will take care of the rest if you'll seek him. The rest of faith, I love that. The child with his hand in the hand of the shepherd king. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and my king. And because of him, I have no need. Everything I need is in him. And I am not letting go of his hand. He's the rest. He knows when to make me lie down. I think, honestly, he's at us in that position. And he knows when to get us to rise up again. And he knows where we're at. They who wait or rest upon the Lord will renew their strength. I don't know about you, but if you've been already running a race and you've completed something, you need a rest, but you're actually stronger because you completed that. And now it's time to get up again. I honestly believe the Lord is doing that in my own life. I do. Hey, I hit two. I got to tell it. Not, no brag, no brag. Had two, two pretty decent hits this time, and I'm running again, and I'm moving. And I'm going to tell you, I'm only 67. I'm not 80 like Caleb and Joshua, and I got 40 more years to take the mountains, so come on. Don't say you're old. Maybe you needed a rest, but get up again and swing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I said, when that game's over, we got to do something else because I want to I wanna play. Okay. They mount up with wings, fly high with wings of eagles. They will run the race. They'll not grow weary. So weary they quit. Anybody ever felt weary enough to quit? Worn out enough to lose faith? God said, no, they will not. If they'll wait on me, you'll not lose your faith. You'll not quit. You'll not get hopeless. Every one of us is on this journey when we put our life into Christ. When we say yes to Jesus, we're on that journey. The journey may be messy at times. Even if you fall seven times. And I want, I want to talk about this wind because this is really, really important. When I was a kid, I told you I loved God. I always loved God. I talked to people about Jesus, and I really, really always did. But I tried really hard to be a good girl. And all I had was a bunch of rules, which we all know. And so I knew that this was wrong, and this was wrong, and this was wrong. And so I tried really hard to be good. And so then I'm 17 years old, and I love people, and I want to go to all the parties. And so I do, and I do everything that they do at the parties, because I want to be a part of everybody. And then I have to face the next morning after a hangover 
that I failed. I witnessed for Jesus all that time, and now I failed Jesus. And I've told you before, I didn't want to live anymore after that because I loved him, and I didn't want to fail him. But you know what? Jesus told us something because Peter failed him too, and so have many others, and you all will. So get over it. Get over yourself. By 17 years old, I didn't know how to get over myself. And then somebody talked to me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, when I come, I mean, when I go to the Father, I'm going to give you something that will give you the strength to go forward. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but I never knew there was power. And when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I never looked back and I never have since. Because the Holy Spirit is that hand. It is that wind. It is those wings. It is those things that will take you. I, I'm so excited. Do you know the Holy Spirit gives gifts? If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, get prayer today. It gives gifts. It gives prayer gifts. It gives tongues. The world doesn't understand it. Oh, well, the world doesn't understand God either. But I'll tell you what, it gives you a gift that you can pray and you can pray and you can pray because you're praying right in alignment with the Father and the Holy Spirit. How amazing is a gift like that when you don't understand how to pray? I don't even know how to make people love each other. I don't know how to make people like each other. I don't know how, you know, I don't. I don't even understand how to do that. But he does. And he gives us the Holy Spirit. And we may get a justice, a judge in there that speaks in tongues. And I'm going, yeah, let her stand to the high court of heaven and pray in the Spirit. And maybe God will even give her more answers. We're in an hour where the Holy Spirit is going to be glorified in his people. But we need a fresh wind. I need a fresh wind to rise up. And the, may, the journey may be messy, but he comes up with the Holy Spirit. And he lifts you up. And he strengthens you. Sin on this earth has wreaked all kinds of havoc. Hatred, hardship, sickness. Poverty, disasters, you wonder where it all comes from? It's sin and the devil, right there. It's simple. Wars, division, and people hating each other. Do you know where the remedy comes? In the Holy Spirit coming through us, in our prayers, in us asking God, would you heal this? God, would you make this, restore this? God, would you raise up this? It's us. He chose, you know, people go, why did that happen? And I'm thinking, have you prayed? Has the church prayed? Do we care? Why has this happened? I know when Roe v. Wade was um, legalized back in, uh, there was no prayer movements back then. They just started up after that. And we were part of it with the Jesus movement that was the starting of a prayer movement with Derek Prince. There were none back then. And then there was all kinds of people, citizens for the Constitution, and I don't even know. Prayer movements have raised up in the last 40 years. Why? Because God uses people. You want God to move, it's going to be through you. It's going to be through your prayers. It's going to be through your words. It's going to be us on the earth. We're Jesus on the earth. So saying that, Romans 8, and I love this, says that all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God who put their hand in God's hand and live in love, peace, and joy. All of creation is groaning for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to move in the power of God. All of creation, 
Peace came when Jesus died on the cross and destroyed all sin's power. Peace came to us from heaven and now lives in us. My peace I give to you. Peace lives in me. Peace is a person and he lives in me. I can pray for others and they receive peace. I've had people say over and over, when you come, there's just peace. When you've been in a situation, we just felt peace enter the room. Why? Because Jesus said, peace I give to you. Peace is who he is. You can bring peace into your business. You can bring peace into chaos, but it's in you. It's in you. Peace came from heaven to us and now it lives in us. We are God's manifestation on the earth. It is us. We are his love, his truth, and power to destroy the lies. It's us. We are those who take every thought captive, which, Tony, you did a good job sharing that, to the obedience of Christ the King, the ruler of heaven and earth, the authority gained on the cross. We take the thoughts captive. He said we win, we do. He said that you will have victory in me. Yes, we are. He said no weapon formed against you will prosper. It won't. When he said it, we believe it. And that is our thoughts being taken captive. But it's a journey. Anybody felt like they've been on a journey? It's a journey. Ever feel like you've fallen seven times and he had to keep picking you up? Join the crowd. That's his people. It's the family. And we all have grace for one another. And we have grace for the unbeliever too who doesn't even know how to take his hand. But it's a journey, it's a press, it's also a joy and a blessing. Sometimes we just need a fresh wind, a breath of God, a fresh new starting place. And I love that story. They'd finished one step and the Lord said, the Father said, okay, now it's time to start anew. Jesus said, behold, I make all things new all the time. But we're in a new season. We're in a new. It's time to let go. Here's what Paul said, and we've been hearing it. Forgetting those things which are behind, and that's where you sometimes need some healing. Somebody needs to help you maybe unload. If you've got anger issues with the situation, get some prayer, because honestly, it, you were made to have anger over things that are wrong. We were made to be angry. And give it to God and get free. If there wasn't anger over abortion, there would have not been the fight there is now. If there wasn't anger over divorce, there wouldn't be people fighting for marriages. If there wasn't anger over child abuse, you would not have justice. It's okay to be upset about wrong things. But you can't carry it. And neither can I. I can't fix it, and I can't carry it. So I let it go. And I believe that's where we're at. I believe that's what Paul was saying. When Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I give them to my Father, I trust him. He's talking of old races, old battles, old wins, and old losses. Sometimes they're losses at that time. Both. Every warrior, every athlete has wins and losses. But the ultimate win, the ultimate win, is when, when they don't quit the race. 
the ultimate win is they don't quit the race. They don't quit the battle or avoid or avoid another race or another battle. I thought about pastors because sometimes with Ron and I, and I thought about others, thought about Jacob. I pray a lot for Jacob. When you have to hear and you're around trash sometimes, that breaks your heart. You get weary. You do because we weren't made to carry the evils of this world. We weren't. And when that happens, I'll have to go, Lord, I need you to heal me again so I can get up and run the race and encourage others to keep going. I know pastors carry that. I know counselors. I know that Jacob does. He's in a probation office. We need to be as a church all the time lifting him up. Anyone in law enforcement, anyone who has to deal with these issues, every warrior, every athlete has wins and losses. And when you lose and you quit, then it's a big loss. When you lose and get up again, you're ultimately winning. But the ultimate win is you don't quit the race, you don't quit the battle, and you don't avoid another race, another battle. You just keep moving forward, chalking up victory after victory, some losses, until they win the ultimate prize. Paul said, I'm going for the prize of all prizes. When I was a kid, you know, uh, people have talked about, and I, I love how the parents go and watch your kids play games and stuff, but that didn't happen to be a benefit in my life. And, and, and yet one time, for whatever reason, my dad was at something that we were doing, and it was... Um, uh, it was a swimming thing, and um, we were swimming in an Olympic pool. I was 10 years old. We were swimming in an Olympic pool, and um, only a few people were, you were not allowed to go off the diving board unless you swam this Olympic pool. And I think I've told this before, but anyway, and I remember it was like, I'm, I'm going off the diving board, so I'm going to swim this pool. And I never swam so long in my life. But I swam, and I swam, and I swam, and I saw that I had just got to one end, and I'm going to turn around and swim all the way back, and I swam, and I swam, and I swam. And I heard my teacher talking to my dad as I'm swimming past and said, well, she's got one thing going for her, determination. She doesn't quit. Now, I, I take that as a gift, and I give it all to you. I do. I take it as a gift, and I say, thank you, God. But here are two traits that will keep you going. One, I'm going to tell you it's faith, but faith linked with determination. Faith. May we all take a hold of God's hand, not let go. Don't you let go. He is our strength, and he's our determination. I don't care if you can't see how far the road is or where you're going. Keep going. Keep going. So we all need it. But guess what? That strength and determination comes from the Holy Spirit if you'll let him give you your fresh wind. He comes and he breathes and you go, I'm going again. I'm going again. 
You ever had a night where you wrestled all night with the devil? Oh, I'm sure none of you have ever done that. And you get up in the morning and the fresh wind is there and he says, come on. I didn't beat you. Keep going. That is who we are. And I'm going to tell you the other one. And we read this and I thought it was amazing. There's more than these two, but... We've been reading that book of significance by Bill Johnson. And I knew I had read other leadership books with him. And, and one of the things that is very, very strong in him is he has the vision. He carries the vision for the move of God where he's at. And he said, if people don't come alongside and want to lift up what we have, then we're not interested in what they have until they come and are willing to serve with us. And then when they do, he is, becomes their champion, and I've seen that happen over and over again. Well, that was one of the things that we felt a long time ago. You know, if you're going to minister in this church, then you have to be with us and committed at least for six months so we know your life. It's just the way it is. And then you keep going, and we walk together. Anyway, but this was the other trait, loyalty. And I, he said, this is key to everything in this our church body, and key to our leadership, key to and it's key to family. Come on, husband and wife, it's just key. Loyalty, loving God, and not letting life and battles that take away from loving each other, and not letting life take that away, and loving. Well, I didn't say that right. Loving God, and not letting life and battles. Take away your loyalty. And loving each other and not letting life take away your loyalty. And loving who God made you to be because he knew what he was doing. You're his beloved perfection. He lives through you. Take away your loyalty. Loyalty is something that is a trait that you want in every person. And I was trying to think of disloyalty in the Bible, and I don't think Peter falling and not, not standing, you know, in the hour of temptation was disloyalty. He just got weak. Disloyalty was Judas. And, you know, when somebody, when somebody is your friend or you're married to somebody, you want to know that you can take them at face value. If they say, I love you, they mean it. If they say, I'm going to walk with you, they mean it. If they say, I'm not doing well today, they mean it. So that you can walk together in loyalty. And we have had an incredible leadership team. And we have had years and years. And we don't all agree. Do you agree with your husband or your wife all the time? What kept you together? Trent, come here. He, he, Trent is amazing. He is. <laughs> Saying that, what I'm going to tell you is loyalty is what kept you together. Loyalty is what keeps you strong. So if you have faith and loyalty towards the Lord and towards each other and towards yourself, be loyal to yourself, love yourself, you will run the race and you will not quit. Paul said, I 
run with passion into his abundance so I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me and claimed me as his child to fulfill and wants me to discover. He wants me to see my purpose. I'm going to tell you what your purpose is. Be like Jesus. What's your purpose? Wherever you are, be like Jesus. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I get up. I run again straight for my shepherd's invitation to join him here on earth in his battle and forever with him in heaven when I'm finished. So let us all, and I love this, a troop, let us all, a troop, advance together to reach this victory, this prize following one path with one passion. We are a colony of heaven on earth. God's blessing. I love that. I love that he had that word. We are a colony of heaven on earth. We're a colony. We, we live all over the place and we're interspersed, but we're a colony of heaven on earth. God's blessing flowing over us as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our fresh wind, our new strength. Jesus is our fresh wind. And our new strength. And I want to pray for that today. I want us to pray specifically for that. And um, I want to say something because I want to pray this too. I, I have thought of this. And um, I, love, I love Josh and Brian's marriage. And, and I, I think it's awesome. But they grew up in the church together with us. You know, they did. And we had Hannah our only girl, and we are praying for a husband from before she was born, laying our hands on our belly and praying for their mates, and I believe all of you have done that. We've, we asked God, and Hannah's getting older and has guys interested in her and all those kind of things, and yet Ron and I were going, they're just not the one. I, I, I know they're not. And we didn't know what we were looking for, but we knew that we would know. You know what I'm saying? And so we're together, and the church actually was in a little bitty place over in here at that time. And in comes Trent with another girlfriend and his mom and dad. Whoops. <laughs> in comes Trent, and, and um, you know, I didn't think anything about him except that he was hungry. And he was hungry for the things of God. And he never was with that girl anymore. And I don't think his mom and dad came anymore. And yet, we were pursuing the Lord together. And I think um, we had different speakers. And we, were, we, were, we had gone to Passion for Jesus. And we were just in a place of just pursuit. And along comes Trent. And so we have a Bible study. And he's at every Bible study. And he's got his Bible out. And he never even liked to read before. And he's reading his Bible. And he's seeking the Lord. And he's seeking the things of God. And, and he wants to know. He wants to pray. And he's not seeking Hannah at that time. And she's not seeking him. Neither one of them. They weren't. And yet, I look now, all these years, and I remember I had to have a dream about him. <laughs> Because it, I did. Because <laughs> uh, he wasn't exactly what I thought, you know? And, and get over it, parents. Okay? But he was what God thought. And I dreamed about him, and I knew. 
and I dreamed, and he came out of a neighborhood of dogs. There was a, a bunch of dogs in the neighborhood, and it was dark. And he came out, and he said, I want to take you to the ball. And we went in, and I knew that he was going to marry the Lord. And I knew that he was going to walk with the Lord all the days of his life. And I knew that he was Hannah's. And so in one, I'd already had the dream. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell nobody. <laughs> and Hannah comes up a couple days later and says, Mom, I really think I love Trent, and I think he's the one. I said, really? <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. But what I want to tell you is, for all of these that are getting ready to get married, and we get another generation, pray that they have, it, it isn't what you think, because I look at Trent, and he's an amazing man, and awesome pastor here, and all the things, but I'm going God knows. He knows. And I just want to pray for that. I want to pray that we have all of our children find those. And they don't have to be our, in our church, but they better have a heart for the things of God. Because they're going to have to walk together with us or you're not going to have harmony. You will not. So I just want to pray that before we pray fresh wind, okay? Because it just, I don't know why, but that just was real strong on me this morning. And if you, parents, I, 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 a lot of you get too many kids. Okay, so, well, we'll just pray. <laughs> I was going to say lay hands on your kids, but there's too many. And here, here comes Jennifer for Azariah out of nowhere. I mean, God knows, but she's got a heart for the Lord that won't stop. Father, I just lift up all of the youth Lord, we've got many, and, and, and we're talking in the next couple years, a lot of marriages. We ask you for the bride and the groom that you intended, the heart for the Lord that you intended. We ask you to bring about marriages from heaven. And Lord, where we've had losses in the past season, Lord, we, we just say redeem them. And then, Lord, we move forward, and we declare godly families in all of our children. So bring them in. If there's trends out there that we don't know about, bring them all in, Lord. We want them all. And, Lord, all of the, uh, the females, too, Lord, all of them, we ask for the heart of the Lord in the children. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Okay, I want you to just um, get in circles wherever you are. And I want you to literally, I mean, you can hold hands. I don't care what you do. I'm into circles. But I want you to pray for fresh wind. And if anyone's in your group says, i got to let go of something first, then let them pray that. And then I want you to pray fresh wind. Because God's saying, I've got the next step for you. And he wants us not to be tired or weary. I thank you, Lord.